It's time for episode 221 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, December 27th, 2017. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the only tech podcast with a Swarovski, wow, a Swarovski crystal-coated countdown ball. At least, okay, we're getting it up to top there, and good, it's locked in, we're ready to go. I am one of your hosts, <laughs> Micah Sargent, and joining me across the interwebs is the one and only Dan Morin. How you doing, Dan? I'm doing great. That was some solid Foley work there, Micah. I'm I'm impressed with your your sound effects. I scrambled for some rat for my sound ratcheting effect? That's screwdriver. That's an actual ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Swarovski crystal coated countdown ball is up in the air and it's it's ticking very slowly. But we've only got uh, thirty minutes, so we should introduce our awesome guests. To my left is the. I, I say one and only a lot. I need to come up with some new sort of thing to say instead of one and only, but it is the one and only Lisa Schmeiser. How you doing, Lisa? I'm doing well. And uh, just a tip for next time, we can use the phrase sui generis as well. That's Ooh, another way to say oh, one and only. Good, it sounds very swanky. good word. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> hey, thank you for joining us. And to my left, um, he needs no introduction, so I'm not going <laughs> to give him one. <laughs> Some guy who just showed up, wandered into the podcast studio, and here he is to talk to us. It's Jason Snell. Hi, Jason. Welcome back. Hi, Dan. How does this work? I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> There's a clock. Um, keep your eyes on the it's, clock. It's okay. I'll keep watching the clock. Oh, yeah. hey, that sounds familiar. That All right. Sounds like a thing. Uh, well, welcome back to. I hope that that chair is okay. I know you don't sit in that chair <laughs> very much, so. Yeah, I, I appreciate weird. the. Uh, I've got like a. It's it's a very worn in leather chair now. It feels really great, and I'm I'm, I'm sorry to have uh, taken that spot there, but uh, I appreciate all the work you did to make it a nice, comfortable leather. Now I regret giving the uh, guests cardboard boxes to sit. <laughs> <laughs> budget cuts. It's collapsing right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of budget cuts, uh, we are running out of time, <laughs> and so we we should uh, get rolling. Of course, you know how this works. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. We have uh, four uh, hosts. Are wow. I, I'm just having a bad day today. I guess it's because Jason's here, like staring me down. Uh, no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just t taking notes. Like, uh, okay, Micah, like this for your for your midterm assessment. <laughs> He's blinded by the sparkling crystals. He can't read his script. Indeed. All right, we've got four <laughs> topics to get to, and uh, I get to go first. So. The gift-giving season is well underway, and many of us are family tech support. I'm curious, what was your most challenging or most favorite problem to fix over the holidays? And if you didn't have one over the holidays, because this is the last episode of 2017, what was your most interesting or favorite problem to fix this year? Lisa, we'll start with you. Um so I'm going to go with the this year category. And it is my mother's incredibly fraught relationship with Siri. <laughs> my mom up... <laughs> yeah, my mom upgraded to, um, I want to say like an iPhone 7 this year from the flip phone that she had. So she went full on smartphone, jumped in. And she has a relationship with Siri that uncannily recreates the battles that she had with all of her teenage children. And um, 
I, I got called in to mediate on an average of once every three days. Like, why is Siri policing my tone when I talk to the cat in the next room? And why can't Siri tell me the answer to this question? And it's been really interesting to uh, see the relationship that my mom has developed with this technology, where for her, Siri is just this, this, this privacy-impeding pain in the butt who has never actually done anything useful and is probably recording on her movements to Tim Cook. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with the most challenging, and it was one that just came up the other day. Uh, my girlfriend and I drove up to visit her parents, and uh, we were happened to be sitting around there, and her mother at one point was like on her MacBook and was like, so, you know, I know you're kind of a, an Apple person. Maybe you can help me figure out why my computer is so slow. The dreaded question we all get, mm-hmm. why is the computer so slow? Because the last thing you want to say at that point is your computer is old, uh, because it's it's that's like a it's like a super painful thing. It's like when you take your car in and they're like, yeah, your bo- the body of your car is rusted out. You're gonna have to replace the whole thing. No one wants to deliver that news. Uh, and the the answer is really that it could be a myriad of things. And unless I'm gonna sit down there for a solid hour and really run through all the possibilities of why that computer might be running slowly, uh, it's really hard to troubleshoot. So, and it's one of those things that we all get asked at time to time. Why is my phone slow? Why is my computer slow? And, you know, maybe the simple answer is your your phone is old. Apple is throttling, throttling the performance of it. Hey, <laughs> that's a good answer we've got now, I guess. Uh, but actually fixing it and not telling the person in question, like, well, just get a new one is one of the most challenging things I think to deal with. Sometimes there's ways, ways to prolong the life a little bit, but a lot of times the answer is you need, you need a new device. And, and that's a, a hard thing to tell someone. So my uh, my son got some games for his... He got games from many platforms. He has many different things he can play games on. Uh, on his Nintendo 3DS, he got a downloadable game, and it turns out that it, it was... Uh, he didn't have enough free space, so he was going to delete things, and I realized it probably has an SD card slot. I can probably just, uh, and I've got, I, I'm a computer nerd, I have lots of SD cards, I can just, I can figure it out. And so I unscrew the whole thing, and, and I realized it's got a 2 gig uh, micro SD card in it, and a micro SD slot. And I'm like, I've got something, I've got a 64, that'll be awesome. And I plug it in, and it doesn't do anything. It says, I don't even have an SD card. And it turns out, I do some Googling, and it turns out that the uh, 3DS can't accept more than a 32 gig card. Ugh. You know, good news, everybody. Those cost $8. So one is coming today from Amazon. Thank you very much. And then we'll be solved. But I couldn't solve his problem at the moment. If he wanted to play his game, he was going to have to delete another game, which they're redownloadable. It's not a big deal. But um, that was that was on his side. And then for my daughter, she has a MacBook now after having a Chromebook for several years. And I discovered yesterday that um, not understanding about real computers is a problem <laughs> because yeah. she had seen pop-ups for Mac Keeper and other things oh, like dear. that and had installed all of this creepy utility software oh. on her Mac. Oh. Um, she's ha- yeah, right. She's had it for a month and she- and th- this has already happened. So I-, I realized I needed to tell her the rules of don't install any software that doesn't come from the Mac App Store or isn't from directly going to a website and downloading it because it's a brand you trust like Spotify maybe that would be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I got to go through all the places where uh, apps stick startup items, and I got to observe activity monitor to see if anything else was kind of hanging around. And I think I got it all. I did have a moment where I thought about just wiping out her entire hard drive and starting over, but I thought, no, we'll do this um, and give her the basic safety restrictions that you don't have to need to worry about if you're just using a computer that is only a web browser. But now she's got the power, and I had to uh, teach her how to use it wisely. Mm. The power. The power. Sorry. Oh, the power. 
Oh, uh, it's getting, it's getting, it's getting kind of hectic. Getting- <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, all fantastic mm-hmm. answers. Um, mine would have to be um, my grandma was running an iPhone 3G up until this year, up until just a couple. Well, a couple, three or four months ago, actually. Um, and so she upgraded to a more modern iPhone, which in and of itself was a happy... iPhone 4. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, which in and of itself was a happy moment, but also um, helping her sort of get things transferred over and helping her get things set up and then also having her reach out to ask me how to set up bitmoji and how to download like (laughs) gif keyboards uh was just the most delightful thing and then seeing her use those and uh now we pretty much completely only communicate in bitmoji and star trek gifs and uh it's delightful so anytime i could see someone sort of uh, take the bull by the horns, so to speak, because in the past she would always be sort of afraid of of, of new technology. Um, I'm really proud of her, and I have had fun uh, communicating in non-traditional means. So uh, thank you all for your answers. Let's go to Lisa for the next topic. All right. So since we're on the gift-giving wave, uh, is there a tech item you wish you had gotten for the holidays this year? And more importantly, does this item actually exist in the real world, or is it something that you yearn for from sci-fi? Oh, man. Well, that really broadens it there, because I could go all sorts of things. I mean, I'm still sad I don't have a robot butler. That is definitely on the top of my list. Mm -hmm. But uh, Mm -hmm. I will say of the things that exist in real life, the thing that I kind of wanted, and now I'm just toying with buying for myself because, you know, the gifts are all in and didn't get one. But it's like, you know, maybe I'll splurge, is a Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I know several people who have them and people who really enjoy them. And I've been I've been yearning to play me some Mario Kart. So I may be going out to buy myself a Nintendo Switch in the next few days. I doubt I'll find any sales or deals on them, unfortunately. But you never know. Maybe maybe somebody's got one for me out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, it was announced and they took orders just before Christmas. It would have been really nice to have an iMac Pro under the tree, oh, but alas, brother. I didn't. Mm-hmm. It's too big to fit under oh, the tree, Jason. I got. I got it on Boxing Day instead, and I'm talking mm-hmm. to you from it now. Hi, everybody. So <laughs> dreams do come true. That's why Hooray. you sound so good, yeah. Jason. You there are redwoods in Marin. You can put it under the redwood. It'll be all, just fine. All, all those cores. Tied just uh, Mac Pro yep. around the redwood tree. So <laughs> dreams yes. come true is what I'm saying. Yay. This makes me so happy to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, let's see. Well, the the item that I I guess I'm going to pull a Jason. Um, the item that I <laughs> yeah, right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> not an iMac Pro, but uh, the item that I wished I got um, was an Apple Watch Series Three. I had a recent uh, cardiac event that I talked about before on the show, and uh, wanted to upgrade from the Series Zero to the Series Three because it offered more heart rate functionality. Um, I got one, and so I'm very happy to have it. I think if there was one item that i wish i could have that doesn't exist it'd have to be a replicator because that would be awesome <laughs> yeah all right and uh, to answer my own question when i was on the week in tech a few weeks ago um phil libin was one of the other guests too and he told me about a lozenge type uh, device that he had seen demonstrated called pocket talk which outsources language translation to a bunch of different cloud-based services and has a worldwide sim and um Pending the arrival of the babble fish on our planet, I kind of want this because <laughs> the idea of having an instant tiny translator in your pocket, I mean, so long as it doesn't comprehend language the way Siri does, I think it'd be great. So. <laughs> Don't stick it in your ear, though. That's that's pretty no, 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 that always, no. yeah, that, that would hurt. 
Yeah. Slimy. Uh, wow, yeah. that would be awesome to have. <laughs> well, uh, we have reached halftime. We had some great topics. Thank you, Micah. You're welcome, Micah, for the first half of the show. You're welcome, Lisa. Uh, but it mm-hmm. is time to hit halftime. And this week's episode is brought to you by our friends at Linode. Linode has fast and powerful hosting options that can get you set up in seconds. Their tools are easy to understand, and they let you choose your resources and your Linux distro, giving you the power and flexibility you need. And guess what? Linode plans now started only $5 a month for a Linux server with a gig of RAM in the Linode cloud. Whether you're just getting started with your first server or deploying a complex system, Linode is the right choice for you. It's got fast hardware and network with fantastic customer support behind it all, and it's never been easier to launch a Linode cloud server. They guarantee a 99.9% uptime for server availability, and once your server is up, they keep it that way. Linode is great for tasks like hmm, hosting large databases, running a mail server, operating powerful applications, and a bunch more. Linode has fantastic pricing options available. You can get a server with a gig of RAM for just 5 bucks a month, and that can go all the way up to 16 gigs of RAM for just 60 bucks a month. That is twice the amount of RAM you're going to get elsewhere. So how do you sign up? Well, as a listener of this show, if you go to linode.com slash clockwise, you will, of course, be supporting us, but you're also going to get $20 toward any plan. And remember, they started just five bucks. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. So you're going to go to linode.com slash clockwise to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit. You can also just use the promo code clockwise2017, the last one, at checkout. Thank you so much to Leno for supporting this show. Dan, what do you have for us? So we all like to talk about what was great in the year in tech, but let's flip that on its head and ask what was the most notable tech blunder of 2017. And because it's the last show, heck, why not? I'm going to pick the low-hanging fruit for myself and say... <laughs> oh, wow, he's saying it yeah. before. Oh, oh Dan, I did it. No. I'm doing oh, it. Wow. I'm doing it. Oh, because everybody else wants it. Uh, I'm going to nice pick... Nice hosts don't pick first. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, I'm going out on a high note See what happens year. when you leave, Jason? Oh, wait, that's, <laughs> that's a slight to me. Good. Darn it. Uh, I'm going to pick the Equifax blunder. Darn uh, you! Oh. Yeah, because everybody else wants it. That's right. I'm doing it. All right. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you all know it. You all love it. Uh, that's the reason why your social security number and your driver's license and all the other stuff is you know, probably floating out there on the web. We still haven't seen the full damage of this. Uh, which is going to be interesting going into next year. And frankly, I think, you know, with everything going on in the world, these things seem to get swept away pretty quickly by the news cycle. And I feel like this is one of those cases where there should be a lot more attention paid to this because it's potentially hugely disruptive to our whole economy. Uh, and it really just was such a dumb mistake of software not being patched. There's a real, a real issue there and plenty of blame to go around. So yeah, I'm taking it off the table. I hope you got some backups. Jason? Oof. Yeah, so I um I will forward promote on New Year's Day. People will be able to hear on the Upgrade podcast with myself and uh, Mike Hurley. We will do our Upgradey Awards, which includes actually a uh, a tech screw up category. Um, and so rather than pick any of the ones that we mentioned there, we pre taped that show just before the one that I'm going to pick here, which is Apple. <laughs> Deciding to throttle iPhone processors in low battery context, right? Which makes sense without disclosing it to anyone. 
I would say that is a uh, that is a blunder. It's a case where it plays into people's paranoia that Apple is secretly degrading your phone in order to sell you a new phone. It turns out they were degrading your phone, not necessarily to sell you a new one, but because battery tech is difficult at times. So um, could have avoided the entire thing if they had thrown up a uh, a warning dialogue in on your phone that says you're having battery issues. I can you know I can throttle back your phone, and they didn't do that. They didn't make a statement until they got called on it, and now the genie's out of the bottle. So I think that was a screw up on Apple's part, and uh, we didn't get a chance to mention it on an upgrade. So I mentioned it here. Mm-hmm. You know, rules are created for a reason and structures are put in place for a reason. And (laughs) I am honestly still just in shock that Dan decided to step outside of those (laughs) rules and structures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just feel unsafe. I feel unheard. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and try was to move forward Was that the biggest tech this. blunder? Was me going first you, the biggest yes. tech blunder? Of Dan has contravened <laughs> international <laughs> norms. Shame. Shame. You've crossed, Shame. You've crossed the boundaries. Uh, I'm going to go with the creepy Google Home Mini tech blunder. Uh, if you'll remember during the review <laughs> portion of, of that mm-hmm. product sort of launching, uh, there was a journalist who realized that the Google Home Mini was recording everything that was happening around it. Uh, it turned out to be a hardware issue with the, I think it was like the, the, the press to talk button. And so essentially it was always being pressed and always listening and recording uh, requests that weren't happening. So our fear of Big Brother and our fear of Google being Big Brother were both realized in this Google Home Mini uh, flub. And they ended up having to release uh, release them with that feature disabled, and then finally having a software patch that fixed things. So uh, quite a quite a big deal there, and uh, quite a step back in terms of of Google's being this big friendly company. Well, gosh. <laughs> I'm honestly undecided whether we should go with Facebook's charming micro-targeting of ads to racists and um, <laughs> and uh, their and their ability to filter ads so that if you're over a certain age, you can't see help-wanted ads, because um, that's pretty gross. Or if you can just point at Uber and go, all of it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to admit, it has not been a good year for Uber. And as a company, well, as a company that typifies a lot of things about this wave of tech development, from, um, quote, unquote, disrupting an established industry to um, the gig economy, to a mobile first, uh, frictionless commerce experience to providing a service, um There were just so many things that the company did this year that were horrible, starting with the internal culture and just radiating out from there. Um, That said, I still think Facebook is slightly worse (laughs) in some way. (laughs) Well, because it's, because it's, um, Uber is horrible and we all know that it's a dumpster fire and the, and, and to give it some credit and they just have that huge setback where Europe is like, no, you're actually a taxi service. So we're going to regulate you like a taxi service. Like, um, I, I sort of feel like the scales are bouncing there. But for something like Facebook, this is a company that has repeatedly shown that it will slice and dice and sell data with no transparency or accountability for its users whatsoever. And they don't plan on changing how they do business. And um, to me, the whole idea of, wow, this is how we do it. Like, what what are you going to do? Host your baby picture someplace else? Like, like to me, that's that's pretty awful. So... Yeah, no, I agree. So, yeah. That's mm-hmm. it's surreptitiously bad, which is the worst kind of bad. 
Well, it's it's they don't they don't fix it. They don't they don't change. I mean, to give Uber credit, like they ditched a CEO, they brought in Bozema St. John to do a lot of damage control. Um, you know, they've changed how they work with their contractors. So it's slightly less awful. And and again, they're getting their ass handed to them, pardon my language by <laughs> by European courts, whereas Facebook is like, Oh, did our ads target Nazis? Oops. And <laughs> Oh, are we only showing jobs to people under 31? Oops. And they're not, do- you know, and, and again, there's no transparency, and there's no changing how they do business. There's just a Oh, that happened. Whereas Uber you know, gets a slight, Uber, slightly yeah. less awful than new motto for 2018. Uh, hey, hey, Dan, <laughs> hey, hey, Dan, what, what's your answer? Oh, wait, <laughs> you already gave we it. We know. I can, I, man, this has caused some real stress here. I, I just want to point out. You violated the norms. You this was not without predication. This has been done before. So, I, you know, I'm sure someone in our statistical uh, department can pull up uh, examples. <laughs> well, I'm calling HR, so you can call, uh, you can call the statistics <laughs> All right, department. well, I'll be taking the rest of the year off. Um, thank you all. See, you all did great, even though I sniped that answer up front. So... Thank you for all your great answers still. And let's go to our last topic from Jason. All right. uh, This is the last question of Clockwise for 2017. And why not look forward? What is your top tech wish list item for 2018? And because I asked the question, I'm not going to answer it, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) No, sorry. So take that, Dan. Micah, what do you think? Uh, Mine is definitely a 4K HDR TV. I've been eyeballing uh, one for quite a while uh the wire cutter recommended one and it's just uh still waiting for me to to buy it so i'm going to be doing that at some point in 2018 and i can't wait to have that uh really good looking screen uh hanging on the wall so uh fingers crossed that's sooner rather than later um free and transparent daily use policy (laughs) 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 no on everything from the services i use online to the smart appliances i deign to bring home um I joke. I would love that. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Uh, on a more practical level, I have been coveting a portable solar panel. Uh, like since I live in earthquake country, there's one I have my eye on that I can't dig up the name right now, but it's only, I say only, only $1,200. And um, you plug it in for 24 hours and it can actually power your refrigerator and or your freezer for up to two weeks. And as somebody who lives in earthquake country, the idea of being able to have an independent power source if the big one hits is really appealing to me. Yeah. Well, plus the impending apocalypse, which is also just right around the corner in this year, I'm sure. Um, yeah. I'm going for VR or AR that I want to use in 2018. Mm-hmm. It's There's plenty of VR and AR stuff that's sort of been circling. Um, virtual reality stuff has gotten a lot better, and the stuff that I have used is pretty good. But a lot of it works with hardware I don't have, and I don't necessarily want to have to go out and buy a whole new game console just to then also buy a VR rig. So I'm hoping that in 2018, maybe we'll see, I don't know, whether Apple will finally decide to shed some light on what it's doing for its own AR, uh, or whether you know there might be more uh, products from other vendors that work sort of on their own. I don't know. I'm just looking. I'm kind of intrigued by VR, and I have for the la- been so for the last year or two. And I'm just, I'm hoping there's a product out there that is for me in this year. I really like Micah's answer of the 4K HDR TV. I've been thinking about that too. Um, And as a footnote to that, I would say I would really like more um, 
services to stream 4K HDR than are currently doing mm-hmm. it. It's a very limited set, and it's like I would like HBO Go to stream like Westworld in 4K HDR. I know they can't show it on their TV channel, but they could certainly show it on HBO Go. Uh, for my wish list item, though, I-, I have to be realistic here. I thought about saying I want a like a desktop I'm iPad or uh, or maybe <laughs> that iPad laptop that I've been writing about endlessly on MacWorld. But I'm what I'm actually going to say is uh, something that I think is realistic, which is a new Mac Mini. I have had a Mac Mini in my house for more than a decade, various models over time as a server. I love it. And the Mac Mini hasn't been updated in three years. It really hasn't gotten a legitimate update, a major update in seven years. And it's time. I would like to see them redesign it so that it's small, does not have any space for a spinning hard drive. It just uses SSD like uh, the, you know, the Intel Nook that I've mentioned several times. It's like the size of an Apple TV and it's a whole computer. And I think Apple could do something similar and it would be pretty awesome and uh you know my mac mini is very old now so i would i would like a a new mac mini please so that's that's going to be my wish list item excellent well uh the last question the last official question as we reach the end of the episode but we've got just enough time for a bonus question and that bonus question is brought to you by our friends at app optics application monitoring shouldn't break the bank Uh, I'm pretty sure that's gospel. AppOptics is a next-gen application performance management system built specifically to help developers and DevOps teams trace distributed transactions through their complex environment. There are very specific people who know exactly what that means, and you absolutely need AppOptics. It includes broad APM language support with auto-instrumentation, simple and easy-to-use infrastructure monitoring, which is all built in, and it's all supported by a large and open community. Their plans start at just $7.50 a month. That's $7.50 a month. And you can learn more at appoptics.com slash clockwise. That's A-P-P-O-P-T-I-C-S dot com slash clockwise. All right. The bonus question for the end of the year is, uh, hey, what are you doing to celebrate the new year? Lisa? So bear in mind, I'm still in the I have small children territory. And <laughs> what we are doing, <laughs> what we are doing is streaming a countdown from Netflix at probably about four o'clock in the afternoon with some friends who also have small children. <laughs> and then we're going to let the children run around a pack outside and uh, the grownups will hide inside and drink champagne. Nice. <laughs> let the children run feral. There's a bouncy house. They'll be fine. Oh, wow. Okay. Can I come? <laughs> yeah. That sounds yeah. awesome. Um, <laughs> Uh, I have just been informed this morning that I am going to a 19-plus component dinner without plates or silverware, uh, comprised entirely of Filipino food, uh, where everything is served on a banana leaf and you eat with your hands, which sounds alternately fascinating and a little bit terrifying, but yay, it's a, it's a new experience for the end of the year. And then I'm Do they at least have serving utensils so that you're not fondling food that other people have fondled i would certainly hope so i did this uh something similar in india when i was there last year where you eat everything off a banana leaf which is was kind of an interesting experience so we'll see how this goes then i'm hoping to play some board games with friends and have some champagne as the clock ticks over yeah, I uh, last year we were in Hawaii for New Year's, which was really awesome. This year we will be in our house, which is fine. It's just a little less awesome than being in Hawaii. And my daughter is going on a trip with a friend of hers, so we actually won't have her around for the very first time since she's been on the planet for New Year's. So yeah, our son will probably go to bed at 9.30 and we'll watch... Uh, mm-hmm. Probably watch When Harry Met Sally, because uh, that's a thing that we often do on New Year's Eve. And uh, just uh, 
kind of be cocooning, mm. I think, is, mm-hmm. is going to happen. And Micah, thank you for going last. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Keep digging in. Uh, you're, you're very welcome. I uh, am going to be in Kansas City. Uh, it's one of the places that uh, I grew up near and uh, was always a fun place. I spent several New Year's Eves there uh, out on the town. So we will be doing that and, uh, you know, having a, having a good time. I have to say, I've got a weird thing about food on my hands. And so I'm glad I'm not doing Dan's celebration because it's not my favorite thing, but I'm willing to do it. (laughs) Yes, it's very nice of you to uh, play along there, I guess, because that would uh, freak me out. Well, uh, all great answers and hope that you all have a wonderful new year. But we have reached the end of the episode officially. All that's left is to thank our guests, uh, columnist at The Observer, editor at IT Pro Today, and of course, incomparable podcaster, Lisa Schmeiser. Thank you so much for joining us. This was so much fun. I hope I get to do it more in 2018. Absolutely. And... Jason Snell, co-host of Download and Upgrade, and host of the incomparable Rider. It's only Six a thirty-minute show. You can't. Oh, list I gotta them all. keep. Okay, I was gonna. <laughs> uh, should I leave them to the end? That's what I should do. I should go last. Oh um, my lord, Jason Snell. Thanks for being here. I am happy to be here to do my duty as founding co-host of Winding the Clock, so that you can watch it all next year. Uh, And that's what we shall do right now. We will see you in 2018. But until then, remember: watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. Happy New Year. Bye, everybody. 